0: Another episode, episode 9 of Stories of Mahabharat. Um, I'm so excited as always. I cannot believe I'm on episode 9 already. So in last episode, we heard the story of Iklavya and how he sacrificed his thumb for his teacher Drona. Once again, making Arjun the best archer in the world. In this episode, we learn about the story or behind uh, like backstory of another very important character of Mahabharat and that is Karna who also had the potential to become probably one of the best archer in the world and he had the potential to give really tough competition to Arjun in Mahabharat and we learn more about his backstory and see where he came from and what happened next but before that let's get back to where we were which is to Kaurava and Pandav brothers and they are learning their archery skills, weaponry skills and their uh, martial art training and warfare training from their teacher Drona And after a couple of years when they've become really good at it, uh, Drona decides that it's time for the public to finally see the brothers and see um, how they've grown up and see all the skills that they have acquired after all the training that they have done. So Drona arranges a massive, massive event, it's a friendly competition that's going to happen between brothers where there'll be friendly matches, friendly competitions where they're going to fight against each other and showcase their skills of using different weapons. So it's written in the scriptures how, in the outskirts land, they started the preparation of building a massive stadium. So we could almost imagine, like you know, Olympic games. (laughs) So a massive stadium is built. Invites are being sent. People from far off places are going to come and see the Pandavan and Kaurav brothers and how they look, how they, how how trained they are. And this is for the first time in Kuru dynasty that they. The Kuru dynasty is in so much power because before that we have seen from Shantanu to Pandu that how there was always some sort of chaos related to who the next king would be. But this time there is like too much power. <laughs> there are two. There's too much competition for who the next king would be, and everybody is like so strong. So everybody is excited. So the day of the competition comes, and then people have gathered around this massive arena. People are shouting. They're screaming. The Kaurav brothers, the hundred Kaurav brothers arrive, the Pandav brothers arrive and people have already started taking sides, some are with the Kaurav brothers and some are with the Pandav brothers. Um, By this time people already know that the father of Pandav brothers, which is Pandu himself, was one of the most successful king that Kuru dynasty had seen, so they are excited to see how Pandu's son are going to perform. Meanwhile, Dhritarashtra has also been Uh, a very fine king after Poundu left and he was in the forest and he also took care of the kingdom and people are also excited to see some people are also excited to see his children and of course there are 100 sons so nobody has seen that before and they're excited to see what they're up to and how they perform so anyways different matches started to happen and uh, for example we see how Duryodhan fights Bhim, and then they all show their skills. It gets it gets real. It gets it gets quite feisty. But at the end, they, these are friendly matches. So one match happens, another match happens, and Arjun comes and he showcases his archery skills. He also invokes different weapons by chanting different mantras, and all these weapons they are like doing like massive things, fireworks, and all these fire, and so much is happening in the stadium. So basically all fun and games until um, Karna walks in and as Karna walks in, in the stadium and he's just there to showcase his skill, there is like pause in the odd, like there's a silence amongst the spectators because Karna looks different. He is no ordinary man and I'll tell you why. Because first of all, he has a natural armor and he's wearing these beautiful golden earrings and this natural armor, we'll we'll know about the story of that natural armor as well. And he's really good looking, he's he's this he's amazing basically. So he walks in and then he showcases his archery skills, and everybody is shocked because somehow he's actually better than Arjun. <laughs> and then everybody's shocked, and after all of that happens, there's like a huge pause in the audience, and they're like a huge silence, and they're like, What's happening? Karna then says that he wants to compete with Arjun. In skills of Arshri and ha- wants to have a match with Arjun and then when he declares this Arjun of course everybody starts questioning who he is and they're like so what's your who's your father what's your background are you a Shatriya are you even qualified to uh, say out loud that you want to ma- have a match with Arjun Karna says that he is the son of Adhiratha and Radha and Adhiratha is a charity so everybody's like, hold on! Everybody starts making fun of him, and Karna's face suddenly like changes completely from this extremely confident man. He becomes really self-conscious because they start poking him and calling him putra and they, which means "son of a charioteer." And they're like, "You're not a kshatriya, so you obviously cannot compete with Arjun in a competition." And while all of this is happening in the stadium, where Kunti is sitting with. Bhishma and Ditarasra is sitting there, everybody is sitting there, Kunti faints while seeing all of this. So everybody takes her inside the chambers and after some time she finally gains her consciousness and now we'll understand why Kunti fainted after seeing all of this. So there is a backstory. So, Kunti is the wife of Pandu. Kunti is the mother of five Pandav brothers. And Kunti has a secret that nobody knows. And that secret was that, um, remember long back, she took care of a sage and then she got this blessing that she could invoke any god and have a son with that god. And that's how the five Pandav brothers were born. But when she was a teenager, when she was 15 or 16 years old and when she first received this blessing she was not married at that point and she, one day she was just um, outside alongside the river and she was really curious if this mantra was real and what this mantra was cap- capable of so just to test it out she actually chanted the mantra and she invited sun god so sun god appears before her and she's like flabbergasted what just happened so this mantra is real so she bows down but um, she also says that okay i understood this mantra is real but i don't want a son right now but the sun god explains to kunti that this is not how it this mantra works if she has invoked the mantra and if sun god has come it's his dharma to give kunti a son but he also tells kunti that uh, somehow she will still remain a virgin and still have a son so basically The son is born and that son is Karna and Khunpi tells the sun god that she will not be able to keep that son with her because she is not married and this could bring so much shame to her and her family. So the sun god decides that okay, don't worry. I understand you have to do what you have to do. But Kunti is also really worried that what will happen to the son? Will he die? Like, I don't want to abandon him. So uh, and the sun god, the father of the sun is like, it's okay. I will bless him with a natural armor. And he blesses him with these beautiful gold earrings as well, that he will always have my protection. He will always be protected by me and he'll be safe. Don't worry about his destiny. Um, You do what you what you feel like you have to do. So, Kunti places this beautiful baby with this natural golden armour around his chest and beautiful golden earrings in a basket and drops her in the river. That basket somehow reaches to, uh, to the charioteer, Adhirat and his wife Radha. And they've been trying to have a child for so long, but they were not able to. So, when they find this son, they automatically know that this son has some royal blood, royal blood to it because he has this natural beautiful armour. And they wanted a son for so long, so they just think that this is a blessing from God. So they just accept it and raise their child as their own and give him so much love and bring him up. And while he, they're bringing him up and while he's growing up, Adirath, wa- Adirath really wants his son to learn how to drive chariot and become a charioter in the future. Continue the legacy of his father. But somehow, because Karna is obviously has different destiny and obviously his blood is different, his, his whole uh, life purpose is different, all he wants to do while growing up is learn archery. And everybody around him is confused that why doesn't he want to learn how to drive a chariot? It's almost like in today's age, if parents want kids to become doctors <laughs> or engineers, they want to become something else. Same way, everybody wanted him to become a, a drive, learn how to drive a charity, but he wanted to learn archery. But in those days you had to be from the kshatriya the warrior community to be able to even learn archery because if everybody started learning weaponry and archery it could pose a threat to the king so if you're not from the kshatriya community nobody would be te- nobody would be able to teach you anything so this is what karna went through he went to everybody asking them to teach him archery but everybody refused And people started calling him names. People started calling him like, oh, you're a Sudputra, which means again son of a or what what do you think you want to learn archery for? Like, no, you cannot learn archery. Nobody was teaching him archery. And Karna, who was this amazing kid with so much potential, from the beginning of his life, started getting all these um, mean comments from people. And that started changing his nature a little bit. He became quite like, why is everybody so mean to me? I just want to learn archery. Nobody's teaching me. So he also went to Drona at some point. Drona also refused him. And then finally, he decided that he's going to go to Prashuram who is like again god he is uh, one of the avatars of vishnuji and he's the one who's a teacher of drona he's a teacher of bhishma as well he has taught everybody and he's the best martial art teacher or weaponry teacher or like any teacher anybody could ask for so when he goes to parashurama he actually lies and he says that he's actually parashurama asks him if he's a Brahmja, if he's a brahmin He actually lies when he goes to Parshuram and Parshuram asks him if he's a Brahmin. He actually accepts it and says, yes, I'm a Brahmin. And then he learns all these skills from Parshuram. But one day, while they are in a forest, an incident happens and Parshuram finally figures it out. He finds out that he's not a Brahmin and he gets really upset. He gets so angry that... uh, Such a wonderful kid, such a wonderful student of his, Karna, who was one of the best students of his. And he learned archery from him and he was so good at it as well, lied to him. Pashuram becomes really angry that Karna lied to him and he gave him a curse that, you know what? You will enjoy everything that you learned, you'll be able to use it. But when it matters the most, you will actually forget all the mantras. Uh, that you need to basically invoke all the weapons so they'll be basically of no use when it matters the most. Anyways later on when Parshuram basically cools down a little bit and Karna has apologized a ton. Same thing Parshuram cannot take the curse back and he also realizes that Karna didn't do it for anything he didn't do it for money he didn't do it for power he didn't do it for any selfish reasons he just wanted to learn archery uh, and nobody was nobody was helping him so his intentions were pure he just wanted to become good at something that he thought was his life purpose and he just wanted to be a student of that uh, of that skill so parsharam accepted that and he was like okay you know what you will actually enjoy a lot of glory so the word glory would be uh, like synonymous to your name like people will always remember karna for being the most glorious man but again when it would mean the most when it would matter the most you will not be able to use your weapons so that happened so with all of this knowledge he has come um and it's so 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 ironic that he's the eldest he's He's the eldest Pandav brother. So there are technically six Pandav brothers and he's the eldest of them. And technically he would have become the king. But because of just one thing in the destiny that changed everything. And even later on, Kunti could have had the courage because at this time, his her husband Pandu is already dead. If she showed the courage to accept, um, accept him, as her son and as the eldest Pandav brothers everything would have changed (laughs) but because she didn't show that courage because she didn't accept him as her son as a Pandav brother his whole life turned out to be something completely different and he was on never on the side of Pandav brothers and somehow he landed on the other side of the Pandav brothers which is again and it is so interesting how how things have like move how things move in mahabharat and how stories revolve in mahabharat anyway so that's a very interesting character karna and now he's back to present time back to the stadium back to the point where kunti is back out and yet she hasn't told anyone the truth about Karna. She recognizes Karna because she sees the natural armor and she remembers that her child also had the same natural armor. So she knows who Karna is, but obviously she will not tell anyone. And then Karna is in that stadium. Karna has asked that he wants to compete with Arjun. And Arjun has been very mean to Karna and said that you cannot compete with me because you're not Kshatriya and I will only compete with someone who's from the royal blood, not like son of a charioteer. And this hurts Karna so much but at this point, another twist in the story is that <laughs> Duryodhan, the eldest of brother, sees the biggest opportunity of his lifetime. So basically, all the Kaurav brothers who are really good at different skills, but none of them is good at archery. So the only thing that he was missing in his brothers was someone who could actually have the potential to defeat Arjun if a war broke out between the brothers. And he sees Karna, and Karna has already showcased his archery skill, and he sees that if Karna is on their side, nothing, like they could become undefeatable and they have a chance against the Pandav brothers. And they have a chance to because they have someone who would fight Arjun. Duryodhan feels that every, all the other five Pandav brothers, somehow they can manage to defeat them, but Arjun was like undefeatable by this point. But now, maybe not. So he sees a big chance and he goes and he stands by Karna's side and he says, how dare you, Arjun, say something like that. What do you mean he only has to be royal blood? How could you be this? How could you be that? Anyways, and he's like, if this is what you want, if I want Karna to, uh, if Karna wants to fight you, I will take his side. So far off, uh, far, far, far away, uh, Korams have a uh, have a kingdom. It's called Anga. So, uh, Duryodhana is like I will make Karna the king of Anga so now I will declare him that and now he becomes a king he becomes a royal he also has royal blood in him now and now he can compete him so Brahman has been called all the rituals are being done and then Karna is shocked because for the first time in his entire life somebody actually took a stand for him and that one thing that he was missing he had everything else the only thing that was not on his side is that he was not from the Kshatriya community or that he was not from the royal blood because nobody gave him that title somebody actually walked up to him hugged him made him his friend and gave him that title that he needed so obviously from this point onward Karna owes his whole life and loyalty to Duryodhan and the core of brothers so he's been declared the king of anga and now he's the king so the competition can happen between arjun and um, karna but by this time because so much has happened the sun has already set and once the sun sets there cannot be any more competition the competitions have to end the day has to come to an end and events have to be stopped so the events stop however (laughs) now Uh, Duryodhana is like, now is the time. The one missing puzzle piece has arrived, like the biggest and the most, one of the most important character Karna has arrived and Karna is on their team. So now Duryodhana is like, it is time to take the next step to try and kill the Pandav brothers. So he sits with Shakuni and they make a massive plan to kill the Pandav brothers. What was this plan? And how did they execute this plan? Did he manage to kill the Pandav brothers? We'll find out in the next episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed watching this episode. I will see you in the next one. Bye!